0: Chapter 10 of The Silent House. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading done by Jules Harlock of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. The Silent House by Fergus Hume. Chapter 10 the party-coloured ribbon. The beauty and high spirits of Diana made so deep an impression on Lucian that he determined to aid her by every means in his power in searching for the assassin of her father. As yet, Denzel had reached the age of 25 without having been attracted in any marked degree towards womankind or, to put it more precisely, he had not yet been in love. But now it seemed that the hour which comes to all of Adam's sons had come to him, for on leaving Diana he thought of nothing else but her lovely face and charming smile, and until he met her again, her image was never absent from his mind. He took but a languid interest in his daily business or social pursuits, and wrapped up in inwardly contemplating the beauties of Diana. He appeared to move amongst his fellow men like one in a dream, and dreamer he was, for there was no substantial basis for his passion. Many people, particularly those without imagination, scoff at the idea that love can be born in a moment, but such is often the case for all their ill-advised jibes. A man may be brought into contact with the loveliest and most brilliant of women, yet remained heart-whole, yet unexpectedly a face, not always the most beautiful, will fire him with sudden fervor. Even against his better judgment, love is not an affair of reason to be clipped and measured by logic and calculation, but a devouring, destroying passion, impatient of restraint, utterly regardless of common sense it is born of a look of a smile of a sigh of a word it springs up and fructifies more speedily than did jonah's gourd and none can say how it begins or how it will end it is the ever old ever new riddle of creation and the more narrowly its mystery is looked into the more impossible does it become of solution the lover of today with centuries of examples at his back, is no wiser in knowledge than was his father Adam. Although Lucian was thus stricken mad after the irrational methods of Cupid, he had sufficient sense not to examine too minutely into the reasons for this sudden passion. He was in love, and admitting as much to himself, there was an end of all argument. The long lane of his youthful and loveless life had turned in another direction at the signpost of a woman's face, and down the new vista the lover saw flowering meadows, silver streams, bowers of roses, and all the landscapes of Arcadia. He was piping Swain and Diana a complacent shepherdess, but they had not yet entered into the promised Arcadia, and might never do so unless diana was as kindly as he wished her to be lucian was in love with diana but as yet he could not flatter himself that she was in love with him so he resolved to win her affection if it was free to be bestowed by doing her will and her will was to revenge the death of her father this was hardly a pleasant task to Lucian in his then peace with all the world frame of mind, but seeing no other way to gain a closer intimacy with the lady of his love, he took the bitter with the sweet and set his shoulder to the wheel. The next morning, therefore, Lucian called on the landlord of number thirteen and requested the keys of the house but it appeared that these were not in the landlord's keeping at the moment. "'I gave them to Mrs. Kebby, the charwoman,' said Mr. Peacock, a retired grocer who owned the greater part of the square. "'The house is in such a state that I thought I'd have to clean it up a bit, with a view to a possible tenant, I suppose.' "'I don't know,' replied Peacock, with a rueful shake of his bald head. "'although I'm hoping against hope. "'But what with the murder and the ghosts, "'there don't seem much chance of letting it. "'What might you be wanting in number 13, Mr. Denzel?' "'I wish to examine every room to find, if possible, "'a clue to this crime,' explained Lucien, "'suppressing the fact that he was to have a companion. "'You'll find nothing, sir. "'I've looked into every room myself.' However, you'll find Mrs. Kebby cleaning up, and she'll let you in if you ring the bell. You aren't thinking of taking the house yourself, I suppose, added Peacock wishfully. No, thank you. My nerves are in good order just now. I don't want to upset them by inhabiting a house with so evil a reputation. Ah, that's what everyone says, sighed the grocer. I wish that Berwin or Vrain or whatever he called himself had chosen some other place to be killed in. I'm afraid people who meet with unexpected deaths can't arrange these little matters beforehand, said Lucian dryly and walked away, leaving the unfortunate landlord still lamenting over his unlucky possession of a haunted and blood-stained mansion.' before going to number thirteen lucian walked down the street leading into geneva square in order to meet diana who was due at eleven o'clock punctual as the barrister was he found that miss vrain in her impatience was before him for he arrived to see her dismiss her cab at the end of the street and met her half-way down his heart gave a bound as he saw her graceful figure and he felt the hot blood rise to his cheeks as he advanced to meet her diana quite unconscious of having like her namesake the moon caused this springtide of the heart could not forbear a glance of surprise but greeted her coadjutor without embarrassment and with all friendliness her thoughts were too taken up with her immediate task of exploring the scene of the crime to waste time in conjecturing the reason of the young man's blushes yet the instinct of her sex might have told her the truth and probably it would have but it was blunted or rather not exercised by the reason of her preoccupation have you the key mr denzel said she eagerly no but i have seen the landlord and he has given us permission to go over the house A charwoman who is cleaning up the place will let us in a charwoman repeated miss brain stopping short and cleaning up the house is it then about to receive a new tenant oh no but the landlord wishes it to be aired and swept to keep it in some degree of order i presume what is the name of this woman mrs kebby The same mentioned in the newspaper reports as having waited on my unhappy father. The same, replied Lucian with some hesitation. But I would advise you, Miss Vrain, not to question her too closely about your father. Why not? Ah, I see. You think her answers about his drinking habits will give me pain. No matter, I am prepared for all that. "'I don't blame him so much as those who drove him to intemperance. "'Is this the house?' she said, looking earnestly at the neglected building before which they were standing. "'Yes,' replied Lucian, ringing the bell. "'It was in this house that your father came to his untimely end, and here is Mrs. Kebby.' That amiable crone had opened the door while the young man was speaking and now stood eyeing her visitors with a blear-eyed look of dark suspicion. "'What is it ye want?' she demanded with a raven-like croak. "'Mr. Peacock has given this lady and myself permission to go over the house,' responded Lucian, trying to pass. "'And how do I know if he did?' grumbled Mrs. Kebby, blocking the way." because i tell you so and because i am the daughter of mr vrain said diana stepping forward lord love ye miss are ye croaked mrs kebby stepping aside and ye've come to look at your pa's blood i'll be bound diana turned pale and shuddered but controlling herself by an effort of will she swept past the old woman and entered the sitting-room is this the place she asked lucian who was holding the door open. "'That is it, miss,' cried the charwoman, who had hobbled after them, "'and yonder is the poor gentleman's blood. "'It's soaked right through the carpet,' added Mrs. Kebby. "'Lor, how it must have poured out!' "'Hold your tongue, woman,' said Lucian roughly, seeing that Diana looked as though about to faint. "'Get on with your work. "'I'm going. It's upstairs I'm sweeping.' growled the crone retreating you'll bring me to you if you give a holler i'll show you round for a shilling you shall have double if you leave us alone said lucian pointing to the door mrs kebby's bleared eyes lighted up and she leered amiably at the couple i dare say it's worth two shillings she said chuckling hoarsely Oh. But I'm not so old. But what I don't know, two turtle doves. He he, to kiss over ye father's blood locks. What a match twill be! He he he. Still laughing hoarsely, Mrs. Kebby, in the midst of her unholy joy, was pushed out of the door by Lucian, who immediately afterwards turned to see if Diana had overheard her ill-chosen and ominous words but miss vrain with a hard white face was leaning against the wall and gave no sign of such knowledge her eyes were fixed on the dull-looking red stain of a dark hue irregular in shape and her hands the while were pressed closely against her bosom as though she felt a cruel pain in her heart with bloodless cheek and trembling lips the daughter looked upon the evidence of her father's death "'Lucian was alarmed by her unnatural pallor. "'Miss Vrain,' he exclaimed, starting forward, "'you are ill. Let me lead you out of this house.' "'No,' said Diana, waving him back. "'Not till we examine every inch of it. "'Don't speak to me, please. "'I wish to use my eyes rather than my tongue.' "'Denzel, both as a lover and a friend, "'respected this emotion of the poor young lady.' so natural under the circumstances, and in silence conducted her from room to room. All were empty and still dusty, for Mrs. Kebby's broom swept sufficiently light, and the footfalls of the pair echoed hollowly in the vast spaces. Diana looked into every corner, examined every fireplace, attempted every window— but in no place could she find any extraneous objects likely to afford a clue to the crime. They went down into the basement and explored the kitchen, the servants' parlor, the scullery, and the pantry, but with the same unsatisfactory result. The kitchen door, which led out into the backyard, showed signs of having been lately opened, but when Diana drew Lucian's attention to this fact, as the murderer having possibly entered thereby he assured her that it had only lately been opened by the detective link when he was searching for clues i saw this door added lucian striking it with his cane a week before your father was killed he showed it to me himself to prove that no one could have entered the house during his absence and i was satisfied then "'from the rusty condition of the bolts "'and the absence of the key in the lock "'that the door had not been opened "'at all events during his tenancy. "'Then how could those who killed him have entered? "'That is what I wish to learn, Miss Vrain. "'But why do you speak in the plural? "'Because I believe that Lydia and Ferruci killed my father. "'But I have proved to you that Mrs. Vrain remained at Bath.' i know it replied diana quickly but she sent ferruci up to kill my father and i speak in the plural because i think in a moral sense she is as guilty as the italian that may be miss vrain but as yet we have not proved their guilt diana made no answer but followed by lucian ascended to the upper part of the house where they found mrs Kebby sweeping so vigorously that she had raised the kind of dust storm as soon as she saw the couple she hobbled towards them to cajole them if possible into giving her money for a few moments diana looked at her haughtily not relishing the familiarity of the old dame but unexpectedly she stepped forward with a look of excitement Where did you get that ribbon? she asked Mrs. Kebby, pointing to a scrap of personal adornment on the neck of the rusty old creature. This? croaked Mrs. Kebby. I picked it up in the kitchen downstairs. It's a pretty red and yeller thing, but of no value, miss, so I don't suppose you'll take it off me. Paying no attention to this whimpering, Diana twitched, "'the ribbon out of the old woman's hands "'and examined it. "'It was a broad yellow ribbon "'of rich silk spotted with red, "'very noticeably and evidently "'of a foreign manufacture. "'It is the same,' cried Diana, "'greatly excited. "'Mr. Denzel, I bought this ribbon "'myself in Florence.' "'Well,' said Lucian, "'wondering at her excitement, "'and what does that prove?' "'This,' that a stiletto which my father bought in florence at the same time has been used to kill him i tied this ribbon myself round the handle of the stiletto chapter ten